Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. My name is Dino, I'm a Slovenian journalist and I'm working for Euronet Plus. I'm bringing you the second season of the Europe is us podcast. Today's topic, military and civil service. Today's guest, Matas Saladius from Lithuania. Matas, tell us more about yourself. I'm Matas, I'm a musician. I'm a, currently a student. Uh, I'm uh, like trying to finish my studies studies and music production uh, and I also work uh, as a coffee roaster social media manager and uh, and yeah I have a band so yeah I try to manage many things at once and yeah like five years ago I I was in a military training so you were a part of creative soldiers out there Did you manage to create any music with the guys while serving? Yeah, I had. I had the chance to play. I I don't remember how it uh, how it became uh, like uh, a thing, but uh, I somehow accidentally um, uh, went uh, end up in a in a band military band. Uh, like, yeah, we we played some some songs. Actually, they were my songs. Like my. Uh, not not some kind of covers or, or or something like that but they were my songs and i i was i had the freedom to like just present my work so it was it was really nice and when exactly did you serve your military service and how long did it last uh i started uh, to ser- serve in 2017 uh if i remember correct no in 2016 yeah it, it was october and i uh served for nine months so yeah we had this uh, three-month intensive course and then and then uh, like specialty course and uh, uh, and then yeah we had like uh, these exercises uh, for the for the ending just after school yeah i, I went uh, voluntarily it seems like military service creates a space for good teamwork right Yeah, there was a, a, a lot, a lot of teamwork. Uh, and I think the main thing was the teamwork. Individuality, uh, it's like, I, I think, comes later on. Yeah, so when you when you uh, learn how to do this, individual things, like I, I said, the special specialty. Let's now go on a trip around Europe. We'll start it in Matas' homeland, which renewed its conscript army in 2015. You'll be listening to the words of Arunas Balciunas, head of the military conscription and recruitment service of the Lithuanian Armed Forces, who says that there are only a few countries in Europe that have a similar system of compulsory military service. <laughs> If we consider European countries, there are not many of them that have mandatory military service. Maybe here are closest neighbors Estonia, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Austria, Greece. Cyprus can be mentioned as one of the European countries that have that mandatory service. Perhaps not Europe, but Israel, which is quite often cited as one of those models that many countries might want to emulate in their own situations. But there are not many of those countries. The big states like Germany, France, Spain 
simply do not have mandatory conscription. Next stop, Bulgaria. Georgi Angelov, a journalist at Free Europe Bulgaria, will share insights about the circumstances the Bulgarian soldiers find themselves in in the barracks. We must have a complete rethinking of the barracks, because in the Bulgarian army it seems that the firm culture of the Soviet army has not yet left. We have some soldiers who are like in prison, they don't have the right to go out, and they don't have any rights really. They have the right to carry out orders. If one starts to look at the defense reports, one can see that there are years when there are hundreds of young men who do not leave the barracks at all, or come out with severe disabilities. We do not need such an army as a society. Our last stop, Poland. You'll hear from Mateusz Kulik, a journalist at Polish Radio, and his views on military service in Poland. Is it voluntary in his country? Military service in Poland right now is 100 voluntary and it's not compulsory. Polish army, as I know, is fully professional, which means if you want to join an army, you need to meet, you need to fulfill few requirements. For example, 18 years. Polish citizenship, no criminal record, of course, basic education, and of course, you have to be physically and mentally healthy. Global Firepower website put our army on 20th place in military ranking all over the world. Polish Ministry of Defense in this year is going to spend 97 billion zloty for Polish army. This will be even 3% of Polish GDP. Comparing to other countries in the European Union, for example, Polish army, according to Global Firepower Ranking, is ahead of Spanish, Greek or even German army. Young people from Generation Z in Poland is definitely not interested in joining the army. Military service, it is not the way of life which can keep young people for a long time. As I know, and as I spoke with the Polish Zs, they are not understand idea of war or even battle. Even so, that we are so close to Ukrainian border. I think right now young people in Poland have a pacifist attitude to their lives. Matas, what would you say are the things that you took from the military service back home? What helped you grow personally? Well, uh, it was it was very like eye-opening for me um, because I, I yeah, as you mentioned the community it's very different community as I would uh, suspect. Like I was in a school in a very um, like uh, art, arty, artsy community and, and uh, I, I came to a military and uh, this community was very like different interests, uh, everything like, like a big soup of everything. And, and it was very wide opening and uh, like I got, got to know my uh, country better. Uh, that's that's for sure and and yeah i became i became more patient to towards uh, uh, others and um yeah so i think I, I became just like patient stronger mentally and physically would you recommend military service yeah of course 
I, I think uh, it's it's a great experience and uh, maybe yeah I, I rec recommend it after the school because you 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 don't like now if I if I would be uh, called like uh, you you need to to go to the military it would be inconvenient I guess so that's why many people don't like this so you start your own life and then and then oh no we i have to like uh, be there nine months so it's very inconvenient but i think um after the school it's it's like like a 13th uh, grade so for me it was very nice thank you matas it's now time for the watchdogs perspective our section in which we introduce voices of journalists from all over europe our guest this time is mart walner from radio kuku from estonia he's a member of the euronet plus network Although most of the European countries have abandoned uh, conscription or draft service, uh, which is mandatory for for military, Estonia is one of the countries that it still exists, although it must be said that it's mandatory only for boys. It has never been widely popular in Estonia because it uh, means 8 to 11 months away from your family uh, and your friends, activities and so on, and although people can get some more time off if they're in university or uh, if they have several children already. Uh, it uh, still becomes only popular at the times when there is recession. Uh, it was rather surprising to see that during the uh, recession in 2007-8-9, the number of uh, people voluntarily going to military for the uh, free food, free accommodation and you know just wait out for what is happening in the world the number of people was rapidly growing for these years. We are moving back to the uh, recession at the moment, uh, some would say, and uh, we can say that uh, in this January Estonia had more conscripts taken to service as um, ever before in the January take. So you know, one can say it's getting more and more popular again. Let's now take a look at some numbers. The European Defence Agency reported that between 1999 and 2021, EU combined defence spending increased only by 20%. On the other hand, the US raised it by 66%, Russia by 292%. Do you think we're investing enough into military and defence? Yeah, I don't know about the like, other other countries, but uh, I think that's a good thing that Lithuania started to invest more and more. And uh, yeah, they know know what's happening and and they get ready for. It doesn't uh, doesn't mean that anything will happen like soon, but it's it's very good that we we start to show our um, like uh, will and power what what we are. And uh, how we understand the, the threat in the in the east, so so I think that's a good thing. And I, I as a Lithuanian, I think yeah, everybody, every everyone should be aware of of this threat. Matas, time to get to know you personally. What's your favorite memory? Oh, favorite memory! I I, I have so many of those. My uh, my trips. Uh, uh, across Europe, uh, like out, out, out to stopping, hitchhiking across Europe. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think, <laughs> I think that, uh, um, that is the, 
I think that's the most uh, exciting memory. What's your worst fear? My worst fear, uh, my worst fear would be actually I don't know. Uh, war is is very very big fear um, for for me. I think war is is yeah one of the biggest fears. And what would be your biggest wish? Biggest wish uh, for Ukraine to win now. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matas. And thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsava, Ljubljana.